Hello, hello, Soul to Earth podcast listeners. You guys are in for the most amazing treat today. I have as a guest the incredible Elsa Jamie. She is what we like to refer to as an animal and nature witch, an incredible quantum intuitive healer and she is going to break down for you all the magic that she does so that you can be introduced to her incredible world and how she works in tandem with her coven, which is her group of animals. And I have been so drawn to this incredible spirit. And so I'm excited that you're here and I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Elsa, thank you so much for agreeing to meet with me and be here. Yes, Carrie, thank you so much. I was so excited when you reached out because we've been in each other's fields, you know, for over a year, you know, we've been orbit and stuff. And it's uh, so funny. One of my favorite memes that I've ever seen about podcasts is like, like, um, it's like this billboard of like these girls like chatting and like laughing and then like, and then somebody like standing next to it, like laughing along with them. And they're like, like, like what I envision a podcast to be, you know, kind of like how it's... (laughs) What I love about us coming together today is it kind of actually creates more of like a whole scope because your viewers are getting to know me, but we're actually getting to know each other, you know, for the first time, Um, you know, actually speaking, you know, not just seeing each other's orbit and energy, you know, through social media, but just actually getting to speak. And I'm so, I think that just adds another level of like rooted, you know, grounding where it's like, wow, this is like an actual first introduction, isn't that? It is. And I, that's why I was like, when we first connected, I was like, okay, I don't want to say too much for the when we first start talking because I want everyone to experience the energy and feel into your energy so okay there's so much I want to unpack with you you're just so multi-dimensional and multifaceted and so I'm going to do this in the most linear mystical way I know how to do and that is on a timeline of this lifetime <laughs> so anyway um because I really want to like I'm so excited I feel like I'm fangirling you a little too much and so I have to like breathe and get grounded which is great which is so exciting which obviously means I need to connect with your work so okay let's start in the in the beginning if you don't mind because you're you have so much to offer and so talk to me about the beginning of your life your first say 10 years in your journey of being you know a kid and then opening up to if you know what the world around you tell me about that Yeah. So I was born in the city of Butte, Montana, which if you Google it, it is like one of the, if not the most haunted city in America. I never knew that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to, I'm booking my flight. You have to to come visit sometime. Um, It is an incredibly rich historical community. Um, You know, back in old mining days, um, you know, we're kind of, uh, back, you know, in the uh, turn of the century, we were kind of referred to as um, the the New York of the West. And it's just got this really rich, beautiful history, but even naturally, so we are a mile deep. Our mining, you know, goes down a mile, but we're also a mile high. We are right on the Rocky Mountains on the Continental Divide. And so our elevation is a mile high, but we also go a mile deep, which it's so funny, you know, just being where I'm at now and looking back, you know, oh, of course I was born here. You know, there's this huge nature connection. There's this huge, it's a very large portal for, you know, any of your listeners who do, you know, nature portals, you know, earth portals, things like that. This is a huge one. There's a lot of energy here and really rich elemental magic. Um, but I was born here and I 
hated it. I mm-hmm. hated being from this town. And that, you know, goes more into, you know, my um, early or my later adolescent life and stuff. But one through 10 was you know, pretty magical. Um, you know, I have two other sisters in the middle of three. And it's funny because we're an air, a water and a fire sign uh, for our sun <laughs> signs, which is really fun. Um, and you know, being the middle child, I was very much that classic people pleasing making sure everybody was happy ahead of me because I had an air older sister and a fire younger sister. I mean, I was water just wanting to smooth everything out, make sure everybody got along. We're also three years apart. Like there's so we're this beautiful. So much symmetry in there. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. Um, But you know, we three girls, we grew up in town without any animals. I did not grow up with dogs or cats or any of the animals that I begged my parents daily for. Um, When I was a little kid for Christmas, I asked for a giraffe for Christmas and I got a stuffed animal giraffe and I still like am pissed about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) I didn't get a real giraffe. Like you have to be joking. And my mom, I mean, for months was like a giraffe wouldn't live in Montana. It's not good weather for it. Like it wouldn't be healthy or safe. And I just, I didn't, I wouldn't listen. Um, but my sisters and I had beanie babies. We had tons of beanie babies and my older sister is incredibly creative and she would write plays for them that we would then act out. And so I always give credit to my sisters and my Beanie Baby excursions uh, when we were little because it made me, or it didn't make it, it it instilled the belief in me the animals could talk. It was never a thing that they couldn't speak. Um, And I was incredibly intuitive as a child, um, very claircognizant. Um, incredibly claircognizant, just knowing these things. And, um, you know, my mom did... um, uh, a lot of anatomy and physiology work when she was in college. And I was a little child flipping through her anatomy and physiology books and being like, oh, I get this. And just looking at, you know, the structure of the muscles, the layout of the, you know, uh, integumentary system and our skeletal systems and being like, I get it. You know, I just, I knew these things. I knew it very well. Um, and then was a physically active child. You know, I was that kid that crawled up the walls that would just run laps around the house, tons of energy to burn. And my mom was incredibly supportive of that, which was lovely. Um, we were raised Lutheran though, and I never got it. I never, I never understood what, what the hype was. And I remember, I think my older sister at one point asked, and so that kind of just became the thing, you know, like, what's the difference, you know, between Lutheran and Catholics? My dad's side is a very Irish Catholic family. And my mom said, you know, Lutherans are like the hipsters of Catholicism. You know, they kind (laughs) of are, you know, a little more welcoming and open to everybody and stuff. And I was like, okay, I get that. But, you know, I still, I just, I didn't, I couldn't sit still in a church. I didn't want to do the things. I didn't want to put nice clothes on, um, you know, to go to church Mm -hmm. Uh, just to be either naked um, or, you know, running around in dirty clothes with my hair down, running around wild. Um, but my mom was very supportive of that to a point. Um, and what I love about my mother, she and I have an incredibly special bond and connection is um, she, you know, definitely raised my sisters and I the way that she wasn't, you know, she nice. did a really great job of not following that ancestral uh, wounding and keeping up with, oh, just because I was raised that way, it means I have to do it that way. Even if I didn't like it, she didn't like necessarily that she wasn't raising the most emotionally outspoken family. And so she gave my sisters and I a place to play and be girls and you know even though we were all tomboys um but just to see our emotions she said if you have something to share you share it so we were very an emotionally outspoken family but we didn't argue we didn't fight you know but we also didn't do it like 
we weren't angry kids. We didn't hardly fight. You know, we did get along really well, but also it was never because we didn't do it. It was never shown to us in a healthy way. And okay. so it was, oh, well, I'll just, anytime I feel angry, I'll just bottle it up. That's okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, mom, you know, knowing what she knew, my dad was there. I mean, they're still married, but he didn't do a whole lot with us as kids. He worked and stuff and worked very hard, um, you know, to give us everything we needed. And, uh, but she saw just how athletic I was. She saw yeah. how smart I was in knowing everything about the body, but not taking it a step farther and going, oh, she gets it. Maybe there's more to it than just what I can see, which right. nothing wrong with that. I mean, she's my mom. She, you know, I, mm-hmm. she did a wonderful job um, raising us and stuff. But it's funny though, because uh, my very first memory I ever have is I was two years old. Um, uh, and my mom came home from the hospital crying. She was pregnant with my younger sister. And I remember walking up to my mom and like, I can like still see it just so clear as day me taking my little tiny Elsa hand and like stroking her face <laughs> and going, don't be sad. Wow. And just don't be sad. And it's, uh, you know, it's like, okay, cool. And so like, you know, I break it down and it's like, okay, touch, yeah. empathy, However, though, I have learned uh, through speaking with an old business coach of mine who studied a lot in childhood psychology and like inner child programming is it's not good for children that young to see their parents crying. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so I definitely see where that has, you know, um, inhibited or hindered and suppressed parts of my intuitive gifts growing up. But, you know, again, looking back, it's like, wow, you know, that still, you know, was a catalyst for me that now I get to love and grow upon. It really helped to solidify what used to be my mother's and my enmeshment, but now is our strength and our interdependence with one another. Um, that's about one through 10. That's <laughs> I love that. Well, also, I feel like you're talking about that primary gift of that Claire with the Claire cognizance and that knowing yeah. that yeah. she was going to be okay from a higher perspective, even at your very young age, which is very mm-hmm. impressive. I mean, um, the embodiment of that. Cause to me, when I feel you into your, when I'm looking in your space, it's like the embodiment is so important. Like this is essential for you. So then take me up to like teen. Okay. So first up, this is just a personal thing, but I, at the Irish dancing part, just as a side note, my daughter who is 18 was an Irish dancer. And so I know how competitive that sport is. Everybody thinks it's just like, Oh, dancing in a bar. I was like, you guys have no idea. This is like, this is Olympic athlete level training and discipline and, and precision. So, and, and I do want to then from them branch into like some of the things you felt as a teen and then, you know, not feeling like yourself. I do want to hear about that too. So, but tell me a little bit about the Irish and then Cause I know I could see when I saw you dancing on, on a TikTok Literally. video, I go, holy yeah. shit, that girl knows how to re- do a jig. Like nobody. I mean, <laughs> I mean a real jig yeah. with her perfect form. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love that your daughter was a dancer too. Anytime oh. I connect with it, it's, it's like this special bond that we all have. It's like, oh my God, you were an Irish dancer. Like, <gasps> And like everyone just like, like, like we, like uh, the whole world fades away, except for whoever's there to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, it's about little subculture. I know yeah. it. And I, I mean, yeah. So I loved that part of my life. Um, 
you know, growing up, I Irish danced for 13 years from, what was it, six years old to, you know, in, uh, 18 and a half or so, I Irish danced. And um, we did it, we didn't do a, a lot of competitions here in Butte, you know, but Butte is an incredible, it's also statistically the most Irish city in America. Oh my um, gosh. It beats out Boston and Chicago. So you got to try to I would have never known that. I have, yeah, you I need did to not come for uh, the Irish festival that we have in August. It's incredible. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll, I'll email you dates. <laughs> okay, please do. And I'll link it on with all the other portal activations okay. and yes. healing work with you. So I'll put it yes. in the Montana. <laughs> Got it. Mm-hmm. Retreat. Here it comes. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so grew up Irish dancing and just um my mom got me into it one because I loved dancing. I loved, you know, like you know, just crazy athletic kid. My mom said, you know, like the moment I was born, I was dense. And so just this really dense body at these, you know, long limbs already like pretty muscular, um, you know, came out just ready to run. And I was an, yeah. apparently an incredibly unhappy baby until I could crawl pretty unhappy until I could walk. And then I didn't choose, like, I hardly saw you smile until you could run. You know, I just wasn't, wow. wasn't a happy kid until I could move. Um, but yeah, started dancing and that was such a place for me to express myself. Um, and just to feel that energetic connection that I didn't feel with the other sports that I did. You know, I ran uh track, volleyball and swimming, you know, big three sport varsity, um, you know, athlete growing up, but it was really, I attribute dance to my coordination, to my body connection, you know, my kinesthetic bodily awareness, you know, was so enhanced by being an Irish dancer, um, you know, growing up and learning all of that and just the, the, the muscle, you know, movement, the fast twitch muscle fibers, the, the, um, you know, endurance that you have to build up, uh, and then learning to perform. I, I love performing. I mm-hmm. public speaking is one of my favorite things to do. And I definitely awesome. attribute that to growing up being on stage from a very young age mm-hmm. um, and stuff. And I remember, you know, when I got my first solo dress and just, you know, being like, oh my God, like, you know, like, and just how unique that was. Cause that was the first time. Wow. I've never, this is a big breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Bring it into here the press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come up. But you know, when I got my solo dress, I think I was 16, 16, maybe. Um, and I think that was like the first time where I was like, wow, this is mine. And I did, I paid for it myself. I remember oh my it was gosh. expensive. Um, I think I'd worked really hard and, um, you know, done a bunch of stuff around the house that summer to raise money for it. And it was one, the first thing I'd ever owned that was mine, that meant something to me, really meant something to me. And it was the first thing that showed, that showed not just me and like the little voice in my head saying, Hey, you're different. It showed everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I love about solo dresses is no two dresses are exactly alike. And oh my goodness, that's like the biggest breakthrough. I need to journal about this more. There you should. <laughs> that is. Yeah. And then also uh, owning that identity of that, that too, that yeah. there's something about that. I mean, that I can totally see that. It's like a signature. It's like your it signature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just this, you go up on stage and you're not dressed the same. You know, you, you, everybody looks different and it's, yeah. And I loved that because I definitely, you know, growing up and being the weird one, the one that just wanted to be outside all the time playing um, and, you know, talking, you know, hugging trees, talking to birds, you know, very, very in my own fantasy world. Um, You know, I was 
from me, like my whole, a whole life. And I never, I never lost that part of me. I just didn't really share it a lot that, okay. you know, to me, to me, Disney was real to me. Fantasy was real, you know, and, you know, I would have these internal conflicts with myself of, um, you know, and it wasn't even a conflict. It was an internal conflict against the world of how can you say that's fantasy? If someone's created it, obviously it exists. And that's it just, interesting it, that you had that kind of um, I would say tenacity about your experience in reality and ownership of like beyond the third dimension and like, and then you didn't like really cut it off because that is there's, I feel like for most of us who have incarnated around this time, there's a time when we've split, you know, from being able to see, feel, sense the other dimensions and, mm -hmm. or we just pretend, you know, there's a, a lot of things we do to cope you know, yeah. in, on these streets, as one of my teachers says, she's all, these streets are not easy, you know, <laughs> spiritual street. Um, these yeah. aren't easy, but for you to be so um, embracing of that is incredible to me. I mean, and, and I'm sure obviously activates your work so much. So that's a whole nother thing. So then tell me about this part. Um, I know you're saying, and I, I totally get this because I think obviously you're a star seed and you're, you know, from another dimension came here. <laughs> to try and like wake everybody up. But tell me about feeling different because I think obviously people that are listening to this and are looking for, you know, validation on their journey, we know this, especially if you're just start opening up to your gifts or what have you, feeling not like everybody else and different. Can you yeah. talk about that a little more? I would love to, because I think that um, my story is very similar to most people's in that it doesn't get talked about. Um, I did not have friends growing up, but I, being the athlete, people knew who I was. They, because I was the athlete, because, you know, um, people knew, you know, knew my name. They assumed I was happy. They assumed I had all the friends. They, you know, they assumed everything about me. And I think that's where I really started to disassociate from my body. And it's mm -hmm. funny. I, um, a lot of the work in my upcoming course is getting back into your body to be safe. Not to I cannot wait to talk about your course. I'm so excited. Multi. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into yeah. that, you guys, too. 12 yeah. weeks of magic and multidimensionalism. But Elsa's going to get all into the meat of that, too. So, But I think, um, you know, uh, you know what I, you know, I loved that I never lost that imagination and my connection to spirit. But I did it actually from a place of trauma response because I didn't feel safe in my body because nobody saw me. They saw, yeah. they saw an athlete. They saw someone really beautiful, but it's funny because I only thought I was beautiful from the neck down until I met my twin flame at 21. Right, <laughs> like, right. Oh, okay. You know, I was a very smart child, but nobody ever told me I was smart because I was so athletic. I didn't have friends. I was bullied because I tried really hard. I was a chronic people pleaser. Heck, I was the middle child. I wanted to make everybody happy, yeah. you know, including coaches, including everybody. And I was very serious, um, you know, in school and at sports, but also I couldn't talk. I mean, I could talk with people, but I didn't want to talk with people. I wanted to talk. I wanted yes, to exactly. That's a <laughs> telltale sign of a healer, right? It's like, yeah. let's get to what's real and not play around. Well, especially you being a Scorpio. I mean, that is the superficial stuff. Just would you just probably found no place there. How do I possibly start a small talk conversation about something that's so inconsequential has nothing to do with what's real. 
Yep, exactly. And I was very quiet. I was a, you know, decently introverted child growing up and kind of shy, you know, apart from dance. Uh, and, you know, whether I was on the court or something, that was my place to shine. But anywhere else, I just would step back and observe, you know, I love observing um, and stuff. But yeah, I was bullied just for being different. Um, and it's funny because I still, you know, I've spoken with my inner child and we can't quite like we don't know why we were bullied. Yeah, you know, no one really does, you know, and it was more of I was excluded. Um, people knew that I was already very good at touch. And so they would almost, you know, monopolize my presence for my ability to massage my ability to already know, you know, oh, how do you have shin splints here? Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's, you know, work through here. And then once my once, once their services were met by me, mm. I was you know, oh, we don't need her anymore. So I was yeah. very, felt very used. Um, and so I, I, my safety was in my spirit. My safety was talking to, you know, fairies and everything that was around. My safety was my mom and coming home and studying herbs um, and hair growth and skincare and, you know, the, the body. I, I mean, yeah, my entire, you know, senior year of high school, I didn't, I think I went out maybe once or twice. Right. And like every, every Friday night I was spent at home with my parents watching movies and I just, I didn't care. And I reached the point too, where I was like, you know, I'm not going to try anymore Yeah, because it was like, you know, to me, it wasn't worth trying. I don't want to be pounding on someone's door to go play if they're not wanting Aligning to with you. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. And it's funny though. I do have a couple of friends that are still very dear to me that we've gotten closer after we graduated, which has been really fun. And it's, you know, it's funny hearing their side of things. They were like, well, you never called. I'm like, well, I did right, to a point. Right, well, right, I did to a point. And, you know, mm -hmm. again, we, you know, moved on. We're great friends now and stuff, which has been really fun. But I definitely, you know, just people that grow up where it's like, you know, we, they assume they're, they are assumed happy because oh, absolutely of their life are met. Absolutely. Doesn't be. Um, yeah. And so I reached 18 years old, graduated, uh, high school and ran away to California. Okay. Wait a minute, because yeah. I saw that you went to Cal Poly. I mean, I'm just calling out yeah. all the things that are just normal, boring, <laughs> earthy things, but that's fun. <laughs> earthy things are great. Right, that's the earthy things are cool. And, and yeah. earthy things help us understand the framework. So, okay. One thing, first of all, I just want to say, um, that, you know, I actually have two teenagers. Well, one's now, sorry, 21, I should say, and, and 18. And I know generation, I'm in that demographic. And I see how kids, you know, we they're just so mod, molded to have to like fit in with the groups. And instead of being seen at, for the gifts they have, which are more mm -hmm. often, you know, sublime. And like I said, intuitive, connected, spiritual, and they're not celebrated for that. Um, and instead, they're, they're labeled all these other things. And I'm really hopeful that not it's going to take a while, but that as we all raise in consciousness, that this will be understood, that things like developing your intuition when you're really young and connecting in with energy and self-care, at least those basic things will be woven through so that um, kids can really be celebrated for like ha having boundaries and being honest mm -hmm. and being who they really are and if they see something, they can share it, you know? Yes. Um, oh so, yeah. I mean, I get that really, really, I get that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so you ran off to California. That's yes. pretty brave too. I have to say, I mean, you know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was either California. I had actually, I was going to, cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, well, 
I'm fast. I can run track. I can, you know, I'm really, you know, good at the human body and I love the human body. It's something, you know, I never regret that I didn't finish school, but there's still always yeah. a part of it. It's like, it would have been cool to have seen and like, just to learn. I love learning more than anything, but I hate the organization and constitution of school. I hate yeah. it. It was not for me. I am like, nope. And so I, you know, I wasn't going to go to college. Um, but then I basically, I went to college because I didn't know what else to do. And I wasn't, well, yeah. I wasn't openly encouraged to go try something new or take a year off or do whatever. And, you know, at that point, I wish that I had a bit more of a backbone. Um, that was definitely a coping mechanism for me was just to do what everybody else wanted instead, because they probably knew better. Um, and I didn't want to like, for as out of the box as I was within myself, yeah. you know, with the rest of the family, I was very in, I was very in the box just right. to, be safe, to be safe. Um, and like you would have, would, you would have done well going to school to learn the art of which and um, craft and also all the things that have to do with healing and all the things you're doing now. Wouldn't that be amazing if that was a, a growth trajectory, a career path? I mean, like solidly. Yeah, it should, which it should yeah. be. It, it'll be yeah, there. It, it'll it be will there. be. It will be. Yeah. yeah, we can be uh, the the head mistresses of the first. Yeah, That's right. We can. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Absolutely. Okay. So when you're in this whole process, tell me about the activation of like, you're already in that world. Cause I know you mentioned that you're already connecting with fairy realm and, you know, elementals and things like that. Give me a little snippet of how that worked for you in like, when you were say a young teen and then going into college, how was that? Tell everybody how that worked just a little something of how that worked in your life. Like, how did that manifest itself? Just because I know people are talking to fairies out there. Oh, and yeah. uh, yes. Well, one always talk to fairies. Always. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that should be like everybody's like in the first five minutes of your morning, you should probably talk to fairies. Yeah, um, you probably should. I reached a point and I don't, I don't remember if I was still in high school or I was visiting back. Um, no, I, I guess the first story I kind of want to share is actually when I made it to California. Um, right. It's okay. A couple. We're gonna go for my seat. My actually, we're gonna jump backwards to my freshman year of high school when I broke yeah. my foot. Um, I broke my foot because I ran. I went too hard. My physical body couldn't take it, and I learned, you know, fifteen years later, that that is my that's spirit's way of telling me to stop, to knock it off. Stop. Yes, it. you have to yep. stop. And I yeah, broke my foot, um, my freshman year, a track, um, which sucked because I, you know, wanted to please yeah. everybody freshman doing really good um, and broke my foot from an overuse injury. And I remember, um, you know, being, you know, out on the track in my boot, um, watching everybody else run and just devastated, so ashamed, so guilty, so heartbroken and just pissed at the world. And but it was like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. So I might as well find what I can. Um, and just, you know, deep breathing. Um, and then I would always just look out on the grass. And even though, you know, it's the football field, it's still, yeah. it's still grass. It's still grass. And I would just do, you know, color therapy. I gaze mm -hmm. out of the grass and just find that serenity where it was available. Um, Again, because at that point too, it's like, well, now my body really isn't safe crap, you know? So <laughs> right, right. Myself. And at that point too, you know, working with the fairies and the elementals, they, they, they honored that 
you know, you, uh, you'll definitely reach a point, you know, wherever, so, somewhere along your spiritual journey where, you know, your fairies and your guides will say, okay, I can't baby you anymore. I'll always support you, but I can't baby you anymore. And when I was in high school, they definitely were still babying me, which thank God they were, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but then when I was in, finally made it to California, um, I really was not happy there. And I would just, from a place of, I need to connect to something. I would just go outside and I'd sit under the trees. Um, and I remember one day, um, there was an injured hummingbird, uh, that was there and picked her up and just sat with her, you know, in my lap and stuff and pet her and played with her, um, and it's funny because I was, you know, I read through your email, like, this is what we kind of want to talk about and stuff. And yeah. I was like, when did I start doing that? When yeah, did like I when start- was the activation and was it telepathic? That's when I, I always like, because I'm super technical in how, like, so when you're connecting with elementals, I know you said you have that clear cognizance kicking in. Were you also telepathing? How did that very mature? Yeah, very clairvoyant. Um mm-hmm. And it's funny because again, I think I was, I actually have a very hard time recalling my adolescence. I think because I was so detached. I was Mm -hmm. so disassociated and just hiding in my soul awareness that was only even half there. I mean, I've had a soul retrieval since then, luckily, Um, but I can't, I can't remember not, not, I've I've never not been claircognizant, but I did, I did run away from it for a while in my early twenties, because then, um, that was when my eating disorder got really bad and I didn't feel safe anywhere. Right. And I, oh crap. You know, like this, this sucks. Like, well, one, I'm, I'm awful. I'm horrible. You know, fat, all this, these things and stuff, which I wasn't by any mm-hmm. means, but I'm, you know, lived in California. And I thought the only way that people would like me was, you know, if I was skinnier. Um, oh. and you know, so that was the whole rabbit hole. Um, but then again, I got hurt. I pushed my yeah. body too hard and my guide said, you have to stop. And so I did. I stopped and I mean, I, I, I pumped the brakes. I didn't stop Yeah, um, way too hard headed for that at that point. And that, that was the thing is I didn't, I didn't know I was really bad at listening. I will say that I've never turned it off. I just haven't always been good at, been good at listening to it. Exactly. And I, think, I think that's where, you know, a lot of us it's, it's, it's up for some of us, it's this huge activation. And for a lot of us, it's finally surrendering and going, I have to listen because where I'm at right now, I can't keep doing this. everything. There's no paradigm to go to. There's yep. no structure. There's no infrastructure. It's yep. like your soul set it up that way. That's like uh, you and I have a lot of parallels, which I, I will go into another time, but uh-huh. very similarly, like I had no infrastructure to like hide in. I had the same thing. Everything yeah. was falling apart. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a real indicator of when you came on mission that you had one or more of those, uh, intuitive or psychic abilities, which we call the Claire's activated and guiding you, whether you said, this is my guides or not, you just knew. And then trying to make sense of a human life and trying to fabricate something that was just not on mission at all. So having all these things kick in. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say at 20, after I moved back to Montana, I dropped out of school. I had like my my first like poignant, like earth shattering spiritual awakening. Yeah. Tell me about that. I want to hear about that. Yeah. So, um, I was dating this very handsome fella. Um, was this your twin flame, which we call the twin flame? No, uh, he was not my twin flame, my twin flame. And I never dated, um, one wonderful ruckus of a night, which, yeah, that was, (laughs) I know 
<laughs> I know, I swear. Um, but but he was my twin flame. You know, I was twenty one, um, and he was the first first male that I ever recall in my life ever saying to me, "Oh, you're not just a hot body. You're really smart." And it it shook me to my core. Yeah. Like, oh my God, someone sees that. Right. You know, and and he and I would have these incredible philosophical existential conversations. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, we, you know, if he were over, we haven't spoken in years. And if he, you know, keep tabs on Instagram and stuff, but that's exactly. It. It's um, those sometimes those twin flame yeah, things, they mean. just are not meant to be on the earth scale because they, no, you'd be too distracted with each other. Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, but no, I was dating my first soulmate. I was dating my right. first soulmate. Uh, and um, I had just actually finished aesthetic school. So you're a hairdresser. I was an esthetician. Um, yes. Another parallel that we have. Amazing. <laughs> and I'm also yeah. just quickly saying I'm the middle of three daughters and my mother was the middle of three daughters. So my mom was the second to four kids. That's crazy. Oh my God. Yes. That's crazy. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. So much to Ooh. talk about. Okay. We're going to have to look at our soul connection. <laughs> we totally will. It's happening. We'll geek mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Um, and he and I were hiking uh, summer of like 2015, 2014 or so. And I had a near-death experience. Um, oh my God. We hiking, and, and I actually just posted about this yesterday. And it's funny because it, it just, it's in the last 48 hours, it's been this big point of contact for me that like, I've had three, three different conversations about it now, including I'm this getting one. the chills. I'm getting the chills. Okay. Yeah. And so hmm. we were hiking and I fell and I had that go across my mind of, oh, I can't die. It's, it's not time. Like, and like one, I was like, he's going to have to carry my body out of here. I don't want him to have to do that. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And the last thing I said though, was like, I love you. Uh, in my, all in my head. Um, and I didn't, I saved my, my, my legs, you know, my body saved me. Um, cause I was falling down the chute and my legs just splayed out and caught me. And, um, you know, that was incredibly horrific, but I just remember being like, I can't die. I'm, I'm not, no, no. Yeah. I got too much to do. Yeah. And it was, um, but I guess like a very, a very clairvoyant instance I had with him earlier that spring when we had first started dating is we were watching the movie cloud atlas which is you know about past or you know soul connections past lives different incarnations overlapping in quantum timelines and i remember watching it and we were very intoxicated you know mm -hmm. briefing that um but we were falling and i will say like in my early 20s alcohol was a point of psychic in inducing for me yeah um, I'd, I'd get inebriated and i would open up it was because yeah. because my body just could, relaxed my body everything relax. mm. yep um, and, uh, I remember falling asleep and my, in the back of my mind, oh, that's us. Wow. And then I fell asleep, fell asleep in his arms. Oh, that's us. And so that was like, a, that was a big, like, oh, that was a cool clairvoyance. Someone else was talking to me where I actually noticed it and like listened and led with that. Um, had my near death experience. Um, but then a few months later, he passed away in a ski accident and broke wow. me completely wow. broke me. Um, but it was funny cause he was down in New Zealand and I was up here in Montana and the, you know, so it was like, you know, the night, the day before where technically it was, you know, the next day for him. But when it happened, I was up in the mountains with my dog and it, it was the most, I, I call it like my last perfect day because it was, it was gorgeous, mm -hmm. incredibly crisp fall afternoon, you know, with a warm coat, we hiked up to this mountain lake. And at one point during the hike, I'm sitting on this, you know, rock and I look over my shoulder and I went, some, I went hey, like someone was there. Someone wow. was there. And, but it wasn't scary. And I even remember saying, hey, hey buddy, like, are you okay? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, then I kind of like checked out. I took this photograph of my dog and I didn't even realize at the time. Uh, so like, like he's kind of off on, you know, this rock and the sunbeam is coming and touching him. Wow. And it's, I, I will send you the picture. Um, yeah. It is the, I mean, people see it and they stop. Like uh, it's my, it's my home phone picture and people all the time go, oh my God, what is that? I'm like, oh, that's Dylan. But like the sun, you know, my partner is touching him. And so then I went home, woke up the next morning and he was gone. Um, And after that, everything opened up. Oh my gosh. I I, I broke open. Yes. I completely broke open. And, um, you know, at that point, I mean, we always talked about different spirit animals and things like that. And I'd had a couple, you know, meetings with healers and different, you know, psychics at some, you know, throughout my lifetime. And they said, oh, your connection to animals is incredible, all these things and stuff. But I never really, you know, went down that path yet. Um, it definitely was already calling me, um, even with aesthetics. Um, but I said, his, his spirit animal was a skunk. Um, you know, she had gorgeous black hair, pale skin, but also, I mean, just he didn't care what anybody thought of him. He knew his worth. He knew his power and was just like, I'm going this way. Are you coming with me? It was wow. never, he granted himself permission to do anything. And it was incredible. Very, that's very skunk energy. Um, yeah. Very sure of yourself. Very, you know, you don't, people don't have to know you to, for you to know yourself. Um, and I started seeing them everywhere and not just like dead ones on the side of the road, but live ones. And that's wow. not very common because they're quite nocturnal to see them during the day wandering down the road also the smell of skunks became somewhat of an aphrodisiac for me I was like I love the smell so much. yeah 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 he was, it was like his his signature perfume or cologne rather yes mm-hmm. which, yeah mm, it's so I love so I love skunks I love the smell of skunks um and um but then I shortly after that um you know, a couple different like big, big breaks where, you know, I had a piece of his rock climbing equipment in my house and I was in the shower one night and my dog lost it. When my dog fell in, he and I had the same birthday, also a soulmate, but my first animal soulmate and he lost it and starts barking at this thing. And I went, something's in there. That's not good because I started shouting to my partner. I said, Hey, you can't do this. You wouldn't do this to me. It's not you, is it? And I just was like, nope, that's not him. It's something, something malicious was there. And right. so I just got out of the shower. My hair is wet. I'm in my towel. I'm you know, bawling my eyes out. And I grab his, you know, his piece of climbing equipment, put it on the ground, sacred circle, crystals and sage. And nobody taught me this. I just started doing these things again. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just knew and started doing them. And also too, like for anybody listening is don't question it. Don't, don't doubt don't, don't go asking other people if it's okay to do, if you oh are doing something so like important. that. Um, mm-hmm. So I spent 45 minutes saging, crying while my dog is barking. I mean, teeth bared. He's like the most gentle giant you've ever met. And he yeah. is hackles raised. He like, 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 like I go to touch it and he'd lunge at it. He like wouldn't let me near it. And so cleansed it clean. I wasn't, I had never, I knew what Reiki was. I'd never had it done at that point, but I knew that I had magic hands and started just energy, you know, intention clear this you have to leave you are going right now like you know and I basically did a whole entity release amazing Uh did you ever identify like what the energy was or what what was up being really not nice was all I know and it basically like I mean if I were to like even kind of tune back into that time is it was a malicious entity just teasing me like giving yeah like hey like that sucks to suck that you're grieving this much and right there's there's entities like that out there that aren't nice. Mm-hmm. You, don't yep. you don't have to be scared of them. You don't have to be scared of them. I 
yeah, teach people that a lot, especially living in a town that's so haunted is don't, don't be fearful of the entity. You have your, you know, you got to protect yourself. Yeah. But, um, and so I did had that. And then I had my first Reiki session from a gentleman. Um, I worked in a spa and he had come in and offered all of us Reiki because he kind of wanted to start working with us. And it was the most, I, I attune it to having a Dementor's kiss. The most painful experience of my life was my very first Reiki session. I wanted wow. to cry, but I couldn't because my jaw was locked. My muscles were rigid. It was so painful, physically everything. Um, and so I always warn people with Reiki and any energy work. I'm like, hey, if you're, if you're in a tough spot, don't expect this to feel good. You know, yes. it's good for you. But it doesn't always, it has to, you know, the beautiful part about energy work and anything holistic is it exacerbates your pain. Like a deep tissue spiritual cleanse. So it's like, it takes your pain and throws it in your face in Mm -hmm. the best way. But yeah, that's not going to feel good. Um, (laughs) Not to scare anybody from Reiki. I was grieving the loss of a soulmate at 22 guys. (laughs) Right. That's a whole different journey, y'all. Yes, exactly. (laughs) She should have felt pain. That's the point. Yeah, you're releasing exactly. it. You're, so you're releasing exactly. it and you're not holding it in. So you're yeah. truly holistic healing, which exactly. of course I love. Yeah. So talk, tune in to me about, I love it when you're starting to open up your really that uh, like connection with animals on a, a much more of a like psychic, spiritual, you know, yeah. ascension level. Talk about yeah. that. Ooh, okay. So um, yeah, always been, let's see, I'm trying to think back. I always was very close with birds, um, you know, ravens. We have like even magpies and pigeons around here. I love them. I'm like, you guys are the oh my best. Gosh. Yeah. Um, I remember getting um, around that time too, you know, when Jeff passed and Reiki and everything. Um, who gave, who gave, recommended that to me? I don't remember. Um, it was like a spirit animal book. Um, and it's Ted Andrews, you know, spirit animal yeah. book, yeah. Totem animals. Amazing. Um, and I read that thing cover to cover and highlighted and dove in and was like, oh my God, I've never eaten up such good stuff. Um, but always, I mean, I live in Montana. I'm very blessed to have close encounters with animals. Um, and uh, it's funny too, because that day that I almost died, um, Jeff and I had gotten to our camping spot. And it's funny, he, op- you know, looking back, he opened up before he passed, he already started to open up so much for me. Um, just because one, he saw me, like he was the first person to say, wow, like you make me want to be a better person. And I was like, oh my God, like that's the best compliment I could ever receive. Yeah. Um, Because he saw that good in me. He saw how well I took care of my dog that I had. Um, but we were, you know, we'd go hiking and every time we'd be out hiking or rock climbing, we'd come across these deer. And more often than not, I would be able to be within like a finger touch away from this deer about ready to pet them. Um, walk right up to me and he just was like blown away. And I just was like, well, yeah, (laughs) no, natural, natural. Why wouldn't I? Um, but yeah, so always been very akin to animals. Also, when I finally told my mother that, Hey, I'm never going to church again, you know, except for like funerals and stuff, because it's not, it makes me angry. It makes me feel ill to be in there. I can't, that's not sanctuary to me. So you go to church and I'll go hike. I'm yeah. gonna go pounds. And so, you know, she'd go to church on her Sundays and I'd go hiking and I would stop and I'd sit in meditation. You know, I'd go up and I'd just sit and I'd listen, I'd hear the birds, and I just would talk to them. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, so I, you know, I need someone to talk to. Can someone listen? Right. 
and the animals would, um, you know, and bug, I'd see, you know, bees all the time and they'd come and they'd dance and do like a little, a little spin for me and stuff. And it was just so, so precious and so beautiful. Um, you know, and see, uh, yeah, let's see, that was a couple years ago, but, um, yeah, I just, oh, foxes, foxes for me, mm. very special foxes to me as a totem animal are very, Hey, look at your relationships. Where shouldn't someone be? Right. Be. Um, I would see when I really started opening up to just to be like, and not just to myself, but to the, to the possibility of how much more there was in the world. I saw badgers all the time. Oh, well, badgers wow. are the spirit keepers. They're the ones that, that hold the stories of mysticism and myth and folklore. Um, and so I saw badger live once again during the day all the time. Yeah. Um, right and stuff. And I remember this one Fox in particular, and I was, it was after my partner had passed and I was kind of getting back like, Oh, you know, I'm just going to go out, you know, and start being social again. Um, you know, kind of started dating this guy a little bit, nothing serious, but I knew I didn't want it. And of course, boom, every day for like, you know, weeks, saw this Fox, saw Fox, saw Fox, saw Fox, same one, like, you know, the same spot and everything. And one day when I finally kind of was like, all right, I need to tell him that like, this isn't something I'm ready for. I was driving home my truck pulled itself over and the fox was hit by a truck dead in the middle of the road oh my god pulled over just bawling my eyes out and I went and I picked him up and I brought him off to the side of the road and I curled him up because he could just be sleeping he could just yeah and I always I had some dried flowers on my dashboard and I went and I grabbed the dried flowers and I placed them on him and just did like a little prayer and just you know yeah. Um, and two, I'm very, I'm very lucky, you know, just where I live geographically, um, that I live outside, you know, I live in nature. It's easy. I can walk, you know, well, where I'm at right now, I can walk half a mile and be up in the mountain, right, in the Rocky mountains, you know, it's Amazing. very, yeah. So that connection and that's, you know, any Montana kid for the most part, depending on your upbringing, that's instilled into you to a point, you know, just to honor and respect nature. Um, and then, you know, from there, you know, that's your own spirit and soul mission and doing, you know, how much you're going to interact and love on it. Um, and, you know, my family, uh, my mom's side owns a cattle ranch. So, you know, we grew up around cows and stuff and grew up around horses. You know, I'd go there in the summertime. That's all I wanted to do. And it, yeah. you know, broke my heart to, I had really bad allergies. So I couldn't go there all the time, um, but was always very close to them and just always. So yeah, connected. tell us about the evolution of you with horses, because, um, well, just all, obviously, again, I'm tripping out because I remember telling my parents I wanted a chimpanzee and I had to have a chimpanzee. And then I got the stuffed chimpanzee. And I was like, what's this? But with horses too, I was obsessed with horses and I did riding camps, ranch camp for seven years. And I always felt so much more connected to them than I did to humans because I thought they were their heart chakras were so much more in balance and mm -hmm. they were so unjudgmental and I still I still have that with the larger mammals personally but that's another story but tell me about you with horses and then how you evolved because I know a big part of the work you do is also I don't think I can even explain it as eloquently as you could about your horse it's not even equine care it's like this whole multi-dimensional relationship with horses and I'd love to know all about that yeah um Let's see. So my story with horses, we have to go back to when I was in Alaska. I ran, so after I went, so I, I uh, became a Reiki master. I ran away to Indonesia and did my yoga teacher training. Oh my uh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like the whole I love your journey. <laughs> You're so my girl. I mean, I love how out of the box you are. This is so, I'm feeling, I just, I feel so like I'm in my 
spirit family with you when I hear this because I'm like, yeah, I went to here and I did that thing. And oh yeah, that thing. Love it. Love it. This should be like a three-part interview anyway. Maybe it will be, but yeah, we'll do it. We'll just work it out. Figuring out. But um, yeah, so I had like, um, I had left the town that I was living in after the Fox and after Jeff had passed. Um, I actually like lost, or I went to Indonesia. I was still working there and I was going to go back and start teaching yoga there. And I came back from Indonesia, which was the most incredible, the first like spiritual journey, you know, physical traveling of spiritual journey in the human realm. Um, wow. that I've done in this lifetime where I was like, no, this is for me. I'd been down to Peru with my sisters and that was phenomenal. I loved that. Yeah. But yeah, going to Indonesia by myself to become a yoga teacher, just to really start letting my grief work through my body. That's why I went. That's why I became a yoga teacher is I was like, I need to move this grief. And I love teaching and I love yoga and let's go. Um, I started doing yoga after I quit Irish dance too. That was kind of my keep flexible, keep that movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I came back and I, you know, moved all over Montana and stuff. Oh, okay. Another big spiritual intervention um, was I lost my job when I came back from Indonesia. Um, and it was like this whole big, like dramatic thing. And I was like, whoa, really not safe trauma response. Like I'm in the wrong. And my life again, unfolded before me. I had my one dog fill in. I was in Indonesia and I said, um, I'm ready for another dog. I know she's coming. What's going to happen. I want, I need to get another one. And I was originally going to travel down to Colorado to get, um, a puppy. Well, the mother didn't have a, didn't take her litter. And so she didn't have it. And I'm just scrolling through Facebook in Indonesia by this pool and it's gorgeous. And um, I come across this woman who lives like two hours from me back in Montana, who's about to have a litter of husky puppies. And I went, oh, okay. So I messaged her and it just was like perfect alignment. Boom, boom, boom. Everything lined up. So I went and I got her and I got back to Montana, got her, went and lost my job. And I said, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I don't really want to do what I'm doing right now. I'm really opening up to my spiritual gifts, you know, crap. I go, but I, because also the Olympics had just uh, announced that they were going to be letting rock climbing be in the 20, um, 2020 Olympics. Oh and it was four years. I was like, oh, it's 2016. I could bust my butt for four years and go be in the Olympics. Oh and I God. went, but I've got two dogs. And I've always wanted to be a dog musher. I grew up watching Balto and, you know, I always wanted to do you know, any, any opportunity to be outside with an animal. I was like, that's what I want to do. And I went to babysit a friend of mine's little girl. And like, and so like, basically like, like those two thoughts were plaguing my mind, you know, dogs are rock climbing, dogs are rock climbing. And, um, I walk into the house and the little girl goes, Elsa, Elsa, let's go watch Balto. Oh and my God. I, head to toe goosebumps the whole shebang of there we go that's so direct there's no even wishy-washy like no just to be so channeled yeah but what I love you know it's well I put it this way it's like a pleasure pain that I like to call it is um you know, working through, you know, my Scorpio, like, you know, masochistic self and like all, you know, just these other like little soul, you know, boxes I've got to tick is my, I'll be give you know, in this, uh, you know, this should not deter anybody from following their intuition. And it is all the more right. reason to go with it is yep. my journey, even though I knew what I was doing was not easy. It was yes. really right. hard. I got a job running sled dogs in Northern Montana. I was sexually harassed by a coworker. I wasn't safe and had to quit. I was broke. I had to have my mother, you know, pay my rent for months. And then I was like, fine, I'm moving to Alaska. Moved up to Alaska, still wasn't working with horses yet. 
packed up my things, moved to Alaska, ran sled dogs on a glacier all summer. I lived on a glacier, got to fly around in helicopters all the time. Uh, you know, whales, seals, otters, all of these animals just really starting to fill me up. You know, caribou. And oh my God. Oh my and being with the dog. Let me get your, now, how old were you at that point? I'm just doing this. Yeah, in, I'm, I'm currently 29 and I was okay. 26, 26 when I moved I was there. like, cause you probably, it's like you're aching towards your Saturn return. Oh yeah. But you weren't oh, quite, but you're always, I'm a, you're just like Saturn return, which many of us sidebar for everyone. That's really when you do this huge plunge into this is my mission, what I'm doing, where am I headed? But you did that obviously early. Yeah, partially. <laughs> we were like, like partially. I didn't pass the puzzle. I was starting to piece it together. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, ran dogs uh, for the first summer. And then I was like, well, I'm not going home. Like I love this. I loved Alaska. So it's funny. I ran away to Alaska to find myself. And that's what we do. We run away to find ourselves, right? Yeah. And I just, I ran away from, I mean, I wasn't at that point I had been teaching yoga, do had my, you know, I'd been doing aesthetics, you know, and I was like a facial specialist. So I love facials getting in there. Um, you know, I ran away from Reiki even. I was like, I'm going to go be dogs. I'm going to go do dogs. I yeah. Do this. And it was, it was basically, I, I was done working with humans. I was like, there's enough humans being humans. I want to go oh, be yeah. an animal. I want to go be with them. And so I did, and it was incredible. I made some, the first okay not not the first um but just another group of very close phenomenal friendships in this lifetime and and, and healthy male friendships that's very mm -hmm. important to me. i haven't had many of those in my life healthy yeah. male friendships and i actually just talked to one of them the other day and it made me so happy to hear from him and then i moved up to fairbanks um with a guy with a guy we ended up dating um and i did my very first sled dog race um oh it was incredible and um you know, just getting to live off grid, no running water, no electricity in the woods, watching the Northern lights every night when I'm out there two, three in the morning running dogs. And there's this stillness. And I think, I think that's what I needed to start immersing myself into my gifts was to get to nature. And yeah. I mean, I yeah. couldn't just go be in nature, you know, half the day I needed to be there all day. I need to yeah. eat live, and breathe it. And the animals brought me back to myself. Um, uh, you know, cause well, side note, soul history wise is I'm far more animal than I am human. Most mm -hmm. of my times have been lived as animals. And so I, now this is a, such a cool thing because it, and for me, um, this is still this new, uh, even for my journey, like not that I, I definitely don't have it all figured out, but I am just now even tapping into parts of my Akashic story where I'm at to tap into realize, oh, I started out with the dragon energy and mm -hmm. this whole split, I was like, wow, this is incredible. So tell, yeah. break that down for people because I know this is a, as people begin to open up and then they explore things like their Akashic records and things of that nature. And then blowing everyone's mind, realizing that your mm -hmm. consciousness is actually also animal, not just an humanoid or, um, well, extraterrestrial is another part, right? <laughs> Future self, past self. We're trying to break this down in a way so that people can start realizing, oh, I actually have, that's why I feel so connected to animals is because yeah. I was an animal. So tell us about that. Cause I love yeah. that. And it's so, so funny before I go, remember yes. guys, I'm going to end up telling you about how I work with horses. This is how big this story is. This Aeon to remember, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> exactly. 
you know, as, as listeners are sitting here, maybe listening to this, maybe even with like a little bit of overwhelmed headache going, oh my God, like, you know, there's so much to sift through. Don't be overwhelmed by it. Be inspired by it. Exactly. Let it wash over you. Just let it wash over you. Even all of the hardships, any grief you have to go through, let it inspire you. Exactly. Um, Yeah, girl. I think that's, I think that's part of why also my gifts and never really shut down and why I always to a point accepted them was because I am so animal. It's instinctual. An animal is going to more often is is going to first and foremost, honor their instincts. And anytime in this human current human incarnation, I didn't something bad happened. I would get injured. Uh, you know, um, it's usually an injury for me because that's the only way I listen is if I can't move my body, then I have to listen. Um, and you know, even as an, as an animal, more animal, I'm very connected to my body. I love my body. Oh, I do now. Um, but even then I used to love my body from a place of fear and ego, um, you know, an unhealthy love for it. Um, you know, so those of you just, you know, for our, throughout our entire soul history, and I'm, primarily a Syrian starseed as well. So, you know, a Syrian starseeds are me too. Stop it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wasn't expecting that, but yes, we are meant to bring down, you know, higher, higher vibrational frequency codes, you know, uh, gifts, you know, awareness, ascension of the animal, the flora and fauna mentality as a Syrian starseed, we bring it down into this earth, this human realm and incarnation. Um, But yeah, throughout our soul history, we have a soul experience. And part of the soul experience is to experience everything. Why would we think that we were just human if we're human in this incarnation? We have been plant, we have been animal, we have been mountain, we have been tree, we have been insect. We have been a factory farmed animal. We also have been mythical beings. We have been dragons. We have been unicorns. We have been fairies. And, you know, if someone's, you know, and it's funny because it's, we, we categorize it because we're human, but don't let the category or the humanity define the soul. Oh girl, you just got to put that in, put that on a tattoo. (laughs) Boom it's so expansive and just let that wash over you because I think that that's that, you know, you're like you said, your human logical mind is like trying to like put together facts right now saying, how could that be actually possible? Just let it wash over you, but continue. This is so good. Yeah. And even think back, you know, like what are animals that you really connect with? What are mythical beings that you really connect with? What are your favorite flowers? I mean, it all, it's all connected. And again, all these interconnections and these webs and bridges are not meant to overwhelm. They're meant to be the magic and the inspiration of that, which makes you, you love it. Like all the bits, all of it. Um, And so, yeah, finally, the part of my soul that was ready to begin the ascent into my Saturn return said, Hey, it's time for animals. And it's so funny because again, part of my journey, unfortunately, was I had, or I was taken from everything I wanted as a child. I wanted animals. I didn't get them. I wanted the ranch. I didn't get it. I wanted friends. I didn't have them. I, um, not only did I self-isolate, but part of my journey, you know, and I've learned this in my records was to actually be pushed away from everything that I wanted. Um, and some of that was some darkness in me and, you know, bad stuff that I had, you know, been attached with and things growing up and, um, you know, needing the soul retrieval and the trauma healing and everything. But, um, I was, you know, so I was locked away from everything I ever wanted. And mm-hmm. finally, at six years old, I said, I can't do this. So I ran away to Alaska, 
found dogs and, you know, talk about, you know, coming home to yourself and it's even our soul history and our past lives as animals is I've actually had a lot of past lives as sled dogs as you know, dogs in general and as racehorses. But when I was working in Fairbanks running sled dogs, I you know, was actually just racing sled dogs and training them. I needed a job. Sled dogs are very expensive. There was a woman in very divine alignment to find me that she owned a herd of reindeer. Oh my gosh. I emailed her. She wasn't even hiring at the time. I emailed her and said, my name is Elsa. So also frozen was already out. My name is Elsa. Of course. Um, And I run sled dogs and I have some large animal experience. You know, I had worked with cattle and, um, you know, horses a bit growing up and stuff. And I said, I'm also a yoga teacher. Um, and you know, these are my skills. I've worked in the tourism and service industry for, you know, the last seven years and I'm very experienced in about everything. If you like, I'd like to come work with you. And she said, emailed me back and was kind of just like blown away. Uh, like, Oh, you know, and she said, well, we want to learn, train the reindeer to pull a sled and you've got some sled dog experience. Um, and like, um, she kind of made a comment about the yoga, being a yoga teacher. And I was like, yeah we could do some really cool stuff with reindeer yoga. And next thing I know, I'm working there seven days a week, 40 hours oh a week. Gosh. And when I met those reindeer, so people would ask me this question all the time, you know, what do you like better, the dogs or the reindeer? And I said, well, they're two different, they're two different energies they're two different families. I go, but when I'm with the dogs, I'm safe. But when I'm with the reindeer, I'm home. And I remember the first day that I met them, I walked into their pen and she had uh, eight reindeer at the time. And my heart stopped and I had this flood of, oh, I'm home mm-hmm. wash over me. Yeah. And I just got them. You know, it took me mm-hmm. a while. I mean, learning a new animal is always takes, you know, learning curve and stuff, but they, for, for the dogs bringing me back to, Hey, it's the animals that need you. And the reindeer said, here's all of the magic that's been within you this whole time. Wow. And so I, you know, taught or I led, you know, two hour long reindeer tours, telling tourists all the, you know, anatomical and physiological adaptations of reindeer and stuff. Uh, They're the coolest animals in the world, you know, trained them, you know, a little bit of liberty work, you know, give kisses, you know, lead rope, you know, halters and everything. I milked reindeer. I've drank reindeer milk uh, ice cream. Um, Amazing. Best best in the world. Um, But so kind of we're working towards horses, guys. It's coming. (laughs) At this point, I, at this point, I had learned what the Akashic records were. I had heard Ashley Wood on either, either the Almost Thirty or the To Be Magnetic podcast. Oh right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh dang, oh dang, like okay, <laughs> I get and, it, I get it. Yeah. And at this point too, was already very connecting with the animals. I mean, um, not just the dogs and the care or the reindeer, but I mean moose. I had some very intense, very scary run-ins with moose while I was there. Um, and yeah, looking, you know, learning like, oh, you know, totem animals. And like, they were trying to tell me things, lynx. I'd see lynx a lot, um, you know, foxes and things. And it was just so incredible being there. But learned what the Akashic, record, Akashic records were and was about, I was like 28 at this point, like, like almost 28, like getting there. And, mm-hmm. um, and slowly too, like the job started to wear on me, like the humans I wasn't healthy with, the animals I was. And I, and I knew that I was staying there for the reindeer because I loved them so much that I didn't think that they'd be okay without me and that I right. wouldn't be okay without them. I was like, I'm not safe without these reindeer. I need them. Um, and I had my first Akashic record session. And I just remember 
being like, wow, you know, I mean, anybody can, you know, we talk about our, our first Akashic session, you know, and someone sees, <laughs> it, you know, it's like, wow, like I'm being so poetically described and being so poetically written and understood in a way that I didn't know was possible in this human existence. Um, yeah. And it was from a wonderful woman. Um, and I just, and all, and then all of a sudden, and then I found Ashley Woods podcast, binge the whole thing. And then yeah. just started, you know, I basically I hit 28 and it was like, here we go. All these little things are lining up for you to really sink into your psychic gifts. Um, and mm-hmm. then though that summer of 2019, I got uh, injured a lot. All of a sudden my body was like, nope, nope. Have nope. you looked in your human design? I have a friend named Ren Brightman and she introduced me to their, it's, there's a gate in human design called the gate of shock. And I don't remember because I'm I'm just learning human design the details. I wonder if you have that in your chart because uh, I do. She does, my friend. And it's like if you're, it's your spirit. If you go too far, your body's like f you. I'm taking something. I bet you have that in your chart. Just I have to because oh, you have to gate of shock. Yep, everything. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sprained the same ankle three times in like a three in like a month and a half. Like just boom, boom. And like, and I was just walking. Like I wasn't even hiking. I wasn't doing anything hard. And I just like trip and I'd slip and I'm like, oh my God. And then we went paddle boarding in a pond and I got an infection in my knee and like, they were worried about it going septic. I did two rounds of antibiotics and was like, oh my God, now I can't walk for like five weeks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I still was like, I have to stay at this job. But again, it was becoming very emotionally toxic, very unhealthy. I didn't feel good. Um, and the reindeer started saying like, and, that, and so animal communication, the reindeer were the ones that really were like, honey, we are talking to you. Listen. Like, hello. Now tell people, um, do you, how does that experience manifest for you in your, in your, like, do you, are you connecting with them? You just, um, you have a, um, yeah. What's the vibration? Tell everybody about how that manifests itself. Yeah. So I'm very clairvoyant. And then um, with some animals, it depends on the animal. I kind of like to say like each animal is like a different channel. Like reindeer have a certain channel. The dogs have a certain channel. Horses have a certain channel. And they'll tune into me through my different clair senses. Um, Awesome. And I do have, you know, all of them are pretty, pretty strong. I work with, I, I, I make it a practice, you know, I exercise my clairvoyant muscles. Um, but my strongest ones are my claircognizant and clairvoyance. Um, but the reindeer really liked clairaudience. Um, and they loved to talk. But also too, I mean, like reindeer have antenna. They got their antlers. Yeah. They're really good at like accessing that frequency and like going right into my ears like you would a radio. Um, and uh, this one reindeer particular rocket um, and I think too, with the reindeer, what I love so much was I, I, uh, they made you see them, you know? And so it wasn't just that, um, you know, it, we always talk about, you know, it's very easy to be present around your animals. They help you drop into yourself and into your surroundings and everything. Reindeer take it to a whole other level wow. of being present because they, they have almost 360 vision. And so they're constantly looking at their surroundings and their body language. I mean, uh, apart from a horse is almost like from what I've seen so far, my, you know, experience with, um, you know, especially herd animals and prey animals is unmatched. Um, the, the a flick of an ear, uh, 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 I mean, they give each other, you know, like um, a side eye. And that means 
a whole host of emotions and words to them. And so spending a year and a half intimately, I mean, spending 40 hours a week or more with these animals, just watching them, observing them, being a part of their herd. Um, I think that really helped me open up my animal communication gifts to another level. Right. Um, rather than just the sentience or like, Hey, I can see what they're communicating through their body language. Therefore I know what they're expressing to me, which is all part of it. But because I spent so much time in the, in the body language, intimately in their space, in that form of bodily expression, they said, okay, you're ready. And they'd start dropping in, in my ears. And it was, uh, Rocket was my best buddy. Uh, I used to go in like after work and I, he'd be, they'd all be lying down sleeping and I'd go and lay on him and just have a read or something or even just like take like a couple minutes to myself because we still had other work to do um and he was just the sweetest and he was definitely the one that started nudging me to leave and was like you have like like, I love you more than anything but you have to go um and then again I didn't listen I was like I can't leave you um you know still human unhealthy animal like desperate um to be with them and then another reindeer uh had a little bit of a hormonal upheaval and attacked me and dislocated my shoulder and um it's funny because i went back like even after i moved to montana it was like months later i went and checked in with him and he's like you weren't listening you had to go and so i got went after you <laughs> okay thank you thank you um but yeah so at this point it's you know winter of 2019 and all of a sudden, I start having horses everywhere. I mean, I'm up in Alaska. Horses aren't that big of a thing. Right, there. right. Um, and I mean, I would be aimlessly scrolling on Instagram and people who weren't even horse people were like posting pictures of horses. And I was like, the hell? I started having yeah. dreams about them. Um, I had other friends like that I, that aren't even horse people like we're talking about them just like an overwhelming influx of of equine messaging uh I was very uncomfortable like I was literally physically uncomfortable because I'm like I can't access this and I know it needs me I know I need it so I had another record session and the gal I was at this point too I was like I need to leave I can't be here it just was and again people you know the listeners listen to what your body to your mind to everything around you is telling you because there's a reason that it is um you know the interconnectedness is unfathomable yet the most beautiful and poignant thing you'll ever access and grant yourself permission to play with um Mm -hmm. and it's all the horse messages and but I was like oh my god if I have to move back to Montana for this it's gonna be such a pain in the butt um you know and at this point too pandemic hit like yeah I was gonna say you were becoming in tune with your probably your soul contract and yep. how things, what you needed to do to show up as a teacher and a healer yep. and all the things. Okay. All the things. Got it. And mm-hmm. she goes, I go, well, I can move to Talkeetna. I can move to Homer. I can move, you know, down to Willow, like all these other places. And she just looks at me and she's kind of talking to my guides and, and especially rocket and you know, the reindeer. And she's like, you don't want to be here though. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't. She goes, where do you want to be? I would be on B Montana. And I go, well, what's the horses for? And she goes, and so also there's something even in your birth chart um, and in your soul history that you kind of find them like, like simultaneously where there are those of us that are deeply connected to not just animals, but large animals in particular. Um, and so I was like, and it was, I just knew that the reindeer weren't done with Oh, Elsa, I'm going to hold you. Can you check your mic? Cause I want to hear every little word. And it's yeah. kind of tuned out a little, got a little dip, changed a little in frequency. Yeah. Is that any better? 
No, it's about the same. I'm not sure what switch, but I was hanging on every word. I want to make sure I got like we everybody can hear everything you're saying. Okay, how's that? Any better? It's a little bit better. It's still it's sort of like it switched a little. I'm not quite sure why. It okay. does that sometimes. I'll be in sessions and someone's like, oh wait, and I'm like, oh, it's just the light language. And they're like, nope, sometimes it does just kind of cue out on your side. <laughs> and then it should cue back up in a sec. I'll come closer. Yeah, we'll keep going. I can hear you still. So that's the important okay. thing. Oh uh, yeah. And I want to tell you, um, so we have about 10 minutes yeah. left. And I definitely, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have you back on another time. There, I mean, I can't get enough of your whole journey. I want to hear about you going to Montana and then we're going to just switch because of the time frame we're in now, just because I know you have this amazing course launching so we can dovetail it. So going to Montana and then um, tell me about multi because everyone's going to want to know. Okay. Yeah. So basically had my Akashic record session hit, uh, said, Hey, you got to move up to Montana. Uh, and again, same thing like that, like whole soul, whole body know this is what we need to do. Um, had a, you know, a bunch of other things happen in the meantime, uh, you know, intuitive this, intuitive that, and whatnot, but said, okay, we're going home. And so I moved home to Montana, and again, horses didn't show up right away. And it, again, it kind of broke me, and I was, I was very angry, very angry, and spent that whole summer of 2020 livid at the world. Um, yeah. And, but then slowly, you know, I had this pony show up in my life, and she said, hi, I'm, I have a soul history with you. I was recently your grandmother in a past life. You're meant to, I've been actively seeking you in this life. Wow. You're going to bring me home. And I'm like, I'm living out of my truck, honey. I don't think I can bring you home just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And, uh, and I did. It took me from summer of 2020 to spring of 2021 for, again, a huge clairaudient and clairvoyant download where she came in during a Reiki session and said, it's time. Not 24 hours later, my human, who I was in contact with about this pony, messaged me, and I hadn't heard from her since October of 2020. It was April now of 2021. And she said, hi, um, the, the pony is for sale. Do you want to buy her? Oh, my gosh. I had a pony drop in and tell me, it's time trust me. And I did, I went out and I said, you know, kind of shouted to the full moon. It was full moon and did a little offering and said, I'm ready for her. Bring her home to me. Oh my gosh. 24 hours. And I had heard from the woman and I had heard from her in months. So finally horses are showing up and, you know, I had to go through all that to start doing a big deep healing work, everything. But it's so funny to have gone through this, you know, I went through a huge body extreme from ages, you know, zero through yeah, 23, 24 to a deep soul, extreme soul awareness, soul healing from 26 to you know 29 now. And now I'm starting to allow them and grant them permission to blend, to see the importance of the interconnection and not just like, not just like, you know, like a, not just one plus one it being connected, but my muscle fibers, my intestinal organs and all the little milia that make up those folds, my heart muscle, my lungs and the capillaries within them, every cell and fiber of my being and all of our beings are connected to our soul and hold so much merit that is our magic of the soul body connection. Mm. But we have to feel safe doing this. We have to know that we can love and still be scared but we still love from a place of love um, to stop surviving and to start thriving and actually learn what that looks like. 
And, you know, you don't have to be living the life of your dreams to be happy. You can be doing that beforehand and still be, you know, or you can still be happy before you get all of the manifestations. Um, and that's, you know, getting into multi. Um, yes. Yes. I know. can't wait to hear all about. And yes. let me ask you one quick question because you might have to save this for another conversation. But let me ask you about Sasquatch because Sasquatch mm-hmm. is really big for me. And so I always feel like Sasquatch is bordering, you know, between both of those places you're talking about. And so all you need to do to me is say yes. And then we'll have a whole nother, a whole nother podcast episode about Sasquatch. But anyway, (laughs) I haven't personally connected with him. However, I'm very much in agreement that he's out there. Okay, good. Just a thought. We'll we'll revisit that later. Okay. Okay. I love it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, multi is, uh, an ode to our interdimension or our multidimensionality, our multifacetedness, our multi-aspectual aspects of self, um, our multi-giftedness, our multi-talentedness, just the fact that this universe is multidimensional as well. Like everything is multitude. There's a multitude of everything. And that is what multi is really an ode to. Um, And it's for anybody who's ready for them to be their own answer. Mm, for, them, I love it. for them to be their own magic, to see that one magic exists, but they fall under that category, air quotes, um, that they are magic as well. I, for the longest time, believed in magic, but didn't believe that I myself was, that I had access to magic, not that just because I am me, incarnate in this lifetime, believing in magic, I too hold magic within me. Right. Um it's intuitive development. It is past life um, aha moments, not only healing past lives um, and, you know, honor or giving them the emotional release that those past lives need, but also honoring a lot of our past lives. I love looking at past lives that were beautiful, that yeah. were really special and that there's, you know, parts of our soul that are within that past life that want to support us in this one. Mm. And we look at our past lives as humans, animals, and mythical being because part of accepting all of you is one, to a point, knowing all of you, not all the details, but just knowing that you're more than human. Right. And and, I've worked with a lot of clients though as well, you know, whether it's like they're trying to work with their money story and it's like, well, you've healed all the human stuff, but guess what? You've got a past life. You, you you have part of your animal soul and even your mythical soul. That's like, hell no, I don't agree with that. And so there's still going to be duality and juxtaposition with how in this human reality, you're playing out your life. You can't necessarily create this, uh, I call it sacred endurance, where it's the consistency in which you actively engage and live your life through magic and enchantment, your intuitive intuitive gifts, the quantum awareness uh, that is this universe is magnificent, is incredible, that even through all of the muck, the dust, dirt, and debris, you know, we are meant to be here to have fun and to thrive and to Mm -hmm. experience joy and love. Um, But you have to, yeah, look at all of your different past lives as animals and as mythical beings. Um, You know, we do a whole foundational rewrite um, because, you know, a lot of us are living our foundations, you know, like uh, from, you know, uh, mud and muck and like soil, you know, just for like uh, metaphors. Carbon. Carbon. Yeah. That's what yep, my guys yep. told me the other day. They said, you're still in carbon. I went, F you, mm-hmm. I'm working on it. <laughs> yep. I want crystalline. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm working on that, it. Yeah. That's, uh, and we do like, um, you know, when I work through my quantum healings with people in the records, we, we, um, I don't, I, I heal across all timelines. 
you know, past, present, future, across all realms, human, animal, mythical, throughout all body systems, which means every cell and fiber of your being. And I even say, including your hair and the crystalline structure of water in your body, because it all is a part of it. And that's, that's what multi is. is It's a 12 week portal to your radical self-transformation, self-discovery, compassion, healing, and empowerment. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want people to have to always go and seek out a mentor because, and I mean, always go seek out a mentor, but don't seek out a mentor because you don't think you are, you don't think you're capable of doing it yourself. You should always know you're capable of doing it yourself, but you seek support. You seek someone to see you. Um, And I want, I don't, I mean, I love handholding, but I'm not going to hold your hand and do it for you. I'll guide you. I'll be with you. I'll witness you. I might be on top of you. I might be beside you. I might be, you know, (laughs) underneath you, lifting you up. Um, (laughs) You know, the whole quantum place that I can come find you in and then show you that everything's already there. Oh, yes. Already have you are your own guru oracle and exactly wisdom keep off. Yes. It's funny. So the other like um, like last note, kind of just like like for like people to be inspired is well, two. One, you should always inspire yourself. You know, everyone to inspire themselves. And I think that that's something like even going back to like children, that we should teach children to be inspired by themselves, not just seek outside themselves to be inspired. Um, but also the other night in my records is I've been doing a lot of like actually crystalline activation in my body and like these different attunements and magic's been coming in and like, but ancient magic. And then also the other day, was it my power animal or my unicorn guide uh, looks at me and goes, you know, if you're this magical and like, again, yes, you know, everything's already within you but don't think that you can't create something new. I, yes. And that's like, cause I know that a lot of us, you know, spiritual teachers, healers, um, and those of us in this world, I mean, and that is, it's such a huge pillar and part of the foundation to accept that you are already everything you need to be and can, cre- and can create manifest everything that you are and desire to be. However, again, don't be so human as to allow that acceptance for you to play small. Exactly. You can still create something from nothing as we exactly from carbon to crystalline, as we reach this, this momentous place of elemental urgency, as this, you know, kind of collective ascension starts moving up, allow yourself the place to play within your imagination, within your records, within wherever you find harmonious spiritual sanctuary to say, I can create something that which doesn't exist. Yes. Yeah bringing something and creating it out of nothing. I, I so vibe with you. I mean, I could go on talking to you for hours. I know (laughs) this is so in alignment for me. I mean, also too, there's just so many parallels. I mean, um, and the crazy thing is on earth lives, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you, but this is so similar to my journey. And then, um, you know, I can't even tell you on so many levels. And so I'm so excited to meet you and you guys better get your arses over and sign up for multi. (laughs) You better get yourself some multi girl. I mean, I was like so many levels and the fact that your um, consciousness is at that point where you're embracing all these parts, it's like so expansive, so needed your, your um, bravery and your courage to like put this out uh, unabashedly into the world Y'all better get to it, people. All I'm saying, <laughs> I mean, you, believe me, you're so beautiful. I can't wait to work with you more. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can totally, I have so many things to talk to you about, but um, 
I would love to be able to like do work with you in, in, in real life, in person and to be able to, cause um, I've got some ideas, you know, for us girls to, well, maybe guys, non-binary, if you're there too, I'm not excluding you. I'm just saying I'm with Elson. And in this moment, we're looking at each other in this incarnation, this way. but anyway, so I have some ideas, but I am so inspired by you. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your heart and your journey so magically and beautifully. And also for really going along with me for the whole ride. Cause I feel like this way people really get to know your journey. And yes, you are at this point where you've got all this ignited magic, but you went through some yeah, real challenges and real tough stuff. And yeah, I mean, to have you as a guide and a mentor would be like a privilege. So I, I think people should just run right over and then um, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to do a session with you or if they want to follow you or whatever. Tell everybody all the things and I will post it too, literally in the episode page, but tell us. Yeah, thank you so much. And just also thank you for having me on here. I know it's it's so funny. I like I love talking about my story, but it's a lot. So <laughs> Oh, I love it. No, I love it. I love hearing I love hearing the unfoldment and I love hearing the the progression because I feel like people are gonna say, Oh, that happened to me and I felt that way and yeah. you know that's so. our story is how we connect so um yeah. but you can find me on instagram it's the best place to find me uh wolf like the animal underscore wins like the element w-i-n-d-s um i have a, and then everything is through there you can get to my website and everything my website is definitely not up to par right now um if you have any questions i mean whether it's animal communication speaking with an animal who has since passed um injured animal you know your own if you want to meet an animal guide um, for anything. I mean, you could always email me. I, my inbox is always open. I have people message me all the time and, you know, depending on where my boundaries are at for the day, I'm happy to engage. Um, you know, I've got 20 consultations. I've got, you know, um, we had a lot coming this year. Um, so just stay tuned. There's a lot more magic to make it more accessible, uh, in person as well as online. So very excited yes. to see how that comes, but Instagram is the best place to keep tabs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I love you girl. I know you're like a Syrian sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got so much to talk about. All right, too. I love you. And I'll definitely look forward to hearing more. And we'll be having you back on the podcast as soon as possible. Awesome. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, send you so love, girl. Time. I'll tune out. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Mm -hmm.